0: hello and welcome to my existential crisis the podcast where we talk about all the things that make us question our entire sense of self my name is madison epley
1: and i'm dylan Berger. And- thank you <laughs> Do we? Uh- nope, no, just going. all right thank you for having me back i appreciate it
0: absolutely um yeah this is a this is a show where we don't Give a shit if it looks professional or not. We, I we don't give a we shit. We just are what we are, Dylan, and no one can take that away from us. It's
1: called being real. It is
0: called being real, and that's what the people want.
1: The people want, but they can never have
0: exactly because everything is so polished and perfect nowadays, or at least not us. No, not us. They not can get the real deal here. Yeah, right. Absolutely.
1: I'm stoked. <laughs> I want to stand up in podcasts. I don't want to sit down. Do it. Go. Go for it. I'm really comfortable though. <laughs> okay. This is a really nice chair.
0: Yeah. um,
1: I'm sitting right now in a deluxe gamer chair.
0: It is not deluxe. It is really old, and it's (laughs) flaking all over my fucking carpet. (laughs) It
1: has great lumber support, at least. (laughs) Forgive it that. That's
0: literally all it's got on its last leg.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So thank you again for having me. Um, I'm a little scared to listen to my last episode, because uh, just because, you know, I'm like, what if I have to listen to my own voice and I sound strange. And everything I say is fucking weird and dumb.
0: Well, I can confirm that that is all of those things are 100% true. Yeah. Your voice is strange. W- wow, you what a are. nightmare. Yeah, you do sound weird and your voice is dumb.
1: I'm having a panic attack right now. <laughs> Thanks, Madison. You're
0: welcome. You know, if I tell you these things now, then whenever you hear it, you won't be surprised.
1: You know what? I never <laughs> thought about it like that. Yeah, just like squash out any hope that you might have. Exactly. So you never want to have hope you again. have
0: Zero expectations. So then if you have a glimmer of an expect or a glimmer of like satisfaction when you listen to it, that makes all the difference. I feel
1: like a true crime is actually taking place right <laughs> now. You were demolishing all of my hopes and dreams. That is
0: what I'm here for. <laughs> that is exactly what this is meant to be. Excellent. <laughs> yep. So Dylan, what are you doing this weekend? What is new? Uh, what's up with you? Yeah,
1: this weekend I'm going to the DMV, um, <laughs> which is tantamount to torture. Um, and I, some people have suggested that I get up early on a Saturday to go to the DMV uh, just so I can skip the line. But I figure that um, there's going to be 40 or 50 people out there standing in front of the place uh, at whatever time I get there. Yeah. So I'm just going to bring a book and maybe yeah. a chair. Um, and yeah, and just, um, wait it out.
0: The DMV is not what I expected you <laughs> to say. <laughs> took me off guard for a little bit.
1: It is absolutely terrible, but I, actually maybe I shouldn't say this for legal reasons. Um, but I have to renew my license, <laughs> which has been unrenewed for, I won't say the exact amount of time, but it's too long. Too
0: too long for it to be probably legal.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's not incriminating.
1: No, not at all. Um, and on Sunday I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons. <gasps>
0: fun with who uh
1: with uh my uh work group actually not my work group work group but with uh a few friends of mine okay so, Shane, actually. so
0: your work group the work that i work at you with you with but i was not given an invite
1: uh Is we actually right? started this group before you joined
0: okay well um it would still be nice to be feel included and like be part of the team <laughs> I just want to be involved.
1: You can't see it right now, but Madison is openly weeping, um, and it's, uh, it's 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 really sad. It's a sight to see. <laughs> it's a sight to see. I wish you could see this. I wish this was a video podcast.
0: <laughs> that would be too much work for me. So no, <laughs> that probably will never happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, uh, what book are you going to read at the DMV? It's um, a big
1: decision. I have um, a few different options. Uh, there's this great philosophical book called "The Pig That Wants to Be Eaten," which are about a hundred um, philosophical experiments for the armchair philosopher. That's the the tagline on the book. Okay, and it's really interesting. It, it just goes through all these different like uh, philosophical paradoxes, and then it explains why they're interesting and gives both sides of the argument.
0: So this, the problem I have with philosophy is that it is one of the reasons I started this <laughs> podcast. I can't my brain I remember I took a not psychology uh, a philosophy class in college and like I think about those things all the time they keep me up at night Dylan
1: yeah what kind of thing like
0: the train the train thing what is that called oh the trolley dilemma the trolley dilemma yeah I think about that more often than I probably should
1: it has an obvious answer
0: does it yeah what is the answer
1: kill fewer people
0: but then I'm the one who pulls the trigger yeah
1: but fewer people are dead
0: See, that's what I would say, too, but then I'm the one actually doing it.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter, though, does it? I mean, kind of. Why does it matter whether or not you did it? If anything, you're saving lives, not taking them.
0: Okay, I understand. Yeah, I get that. But then I'm the people who are on the other side of the track who are like, yay, we're safe. I am just fucking them over. Their last few thoughts are going to be, wow, this bitch turned <laughs> the trolley onto us. Yeah,
1: before they explode. Yeah. Into Viscera. Um. I think um, if people are going to be standing on trolley tracks...
0: They're tied down, weren't they? Were they tied? I was told that they were forced down. They couldn't move themselves.
1: Oh, I was under the assumption that they were just standing there. No! Like picking flowers. Oh,
0: no. They're not there of their own free will.
1: Oh, who tied them down? A
0: monster. I don't know.
1: Maybe it's their fault that they die, not yours then. (laughs) Right?
0: Are you blaming the victim?
1: No, no, no. (laughs) I'm, I'm... no, I'm I'm blaming the person who tied them down, not the people who were tied down.
0: Oh, then yeah, it's their fault. But then I would still be playing a hand at who dies in some yeah.
1: way. but what's wrong with that? Everything. People do it all the time. Doctors do it all the time. Okay,
0: but I'm not a. That's why I didn't choose to be a doctor, Dylan. <laughs> that's not me.
1: I mean, that, I I guess that kind of comes back around to the idea of like, um, what's the term, um, uh, voluntary euthanasia. Yeah. I know there's a different term for that. I
0: forget. Like, it's assisted suicide. Assisted suicide. There's a better word for it even than that. But, yeah. uh, yeah.
1: I think most people have come to the agreement that it's okay if people are in a certain position in their life.
0: Yeah, see, that I don't have a problem with because that individual is making that decision on their own. Like, if they're like, I have been through chemotherapy for years and I just can't live like this anymore. I want to live not in pain. I totally get it. Mm -hmm. But I'm... They're the ones who are like signing the papers. I'm not signing the papers for them. Saying, you know what? You're someone else is gonna, someone better. The next Gandhi is gonna survive if you die. So I'm gonna sign your papers.
1: <laughs> but what if all the people in the trolley who are tied up have papers next to them that are signed?
0: Then that's fine with me. Okay. <laughs> if cool. they're okay with it, if they if they give consent, then I will consent to that. Yeah, they're
1: actually really into it. Yeah,
0: and then you know what? This isn't even a debate at all. Not they're, at all. This is a trolley solution. Solution. Yeah.
1: You know, it's honestly, <laughs> it's things like this that just make philosophy seem so easy.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Do you have any other like uh, philosophical um, ideas that you grapple with?
0: Literally all of them. Um, the other one is who was the first mover? like The, the, one, the first like, mover? The first mover. So like the, it's like the big, like, is there a God question? Oh. Like, who was the first mover? But then by the definitions of physics, someone have, had to have moved the first mover. Interesting. Like, if you're pushing a rock, who was the one who made the person who's... P- Listen, it sounds like a much more sound argument than what I'm saying right now. If you read it in a philosophy book, it sounds much better than what I'm explaining. Yeah. In this moment.
1: That's that's really interesting. I um it makes me think of how like most scientists attribute the creation of the universe to gravity. So really? if gravity exists, then and don't quote me on this because I don't fucking know. It's like, okay. We about don't science. we don't
0: claim to know anything here. No, I don't I don't
1: know. Literally my last name. Um, but if you if gravity exists, then there's going to become a point where it condenses into, uh, it expands and it condenses, right? Okay. And when it condenses, all everything that's expanded comes back into a point and then explodes again. And that's how the universe is created. Really? So there's this um, uh, a propelling force and then a force that um, condenses and then a propelling force over and over and over again. But then the question becomes, who did that?
0: Exactly. That's the thing. That's the, that's the, big, the big question.
1: Yeah, but maybe it's just like a latent quality of the universe that's always existed because gravity.
0: And that is the thing that makes my brain hurt. Okay, yeah. one more tangent. I recently went to, um, the Pennsylvania Museum. What's the one by the Capitol? The Pennsylvania National History Natural History Museum or something? Maybe. I went to that big round museum by the yeah. Capitol um, with David and his brother Andrea, and I there the third floor was like. Dinosaurs and like the Tur- Jurassic period and like the creation of the world type of stuff. Yeah. And I didn't know to this day, as a 24 year old adult, half of those things because I went to a Christian school as a, as a kid and like I was not taught these things.
1: Did they teach you that uh, Neanderthals were like lived alongside dinosaurs?
0: But that's the thing they wouldn't have believed in Neanderthals. Oh. We didn't learn about Neanderthals. Right because that's not a thing to them. Because
1: Adam was the first hunky Neanderthal who ever lived. Not
0: a Neanderthal, just a whole person. Yeah. A whole being. Minus a rib. Yes, and minus a rib, which was then made from, for Eve. Um, yeah, so like that is, I didn't, like we were, I was, I was like a kid in a candy shop in that museum because I amazing. was going around running around like oh, I didn't know this I didn't know this this is how the mountains were made <laughs> I didn't know this and and like David was making fun of me He's like what's wrong with you and I'm like I was not taught these things I didn't know
1: what was like the biggest takeaway after leaving that museum
0: um uh,
1: after realizing that everything you ever
0: learned. so it's it, like so my thing is it's not that there's just kind of a gap in my knowledge yeah. it's not that I didn't already know that some things were not true. It's that I didn't have the answers to fill the gaps. So like when I learned, the first thing you do when you walk in is it has this thing about tectonic plates. Yes. Yes. And it explains how mountains are made. And that blew my mind. I had no idea that it was how, I knew about earthquakes and I knew about like things like that, but I didn't know that that is what made mountains. And that like freaking, that is probably the biggest thing that blew my mind. Besides the other floors that talked about like the mass genocide of indigenous cultures in Pennsylvania. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, wow, yeah. what
1: a heel turn. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what the crazy thing is? Dinosaurs still exist today. They make movies about them.
0: Yeah? yeah? Yeah. Like Jurassic Park?
1: And Jurassic Park Dominion. Oh. Yes.
0: Isn't it Jurassic World now? Jurassic. Oh. Yeah. We cut this? No, it's <laughs> staying in here. Everything's staying Everyone in Everyone needs to know how dumb you are.
1: <laughs> Honestly... If a brontosaurus lived today, I would use it for construction, like they do in Flintstone. I would have a little raptor. Why wouldn't you? As a dog.
0: Yeah, it only makes sense. No one's gonna fuck with you if you have a raptor as a dog.
1: Absolutely not, they're just really hard to come by, like French bulldogs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you have to pay a lot of money. Yeah. That's oh, why you see so few of them.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the only reason you see very few raptors nowadays.
1: All right, that's, that transitions really nicely into what I wanted to talk about oh, today. Really? Which is that dinosaurs are real. And I have a 50-page document that I'm going to read verbatim. Are you
0: serious? Listen, I'm very gullible, Dylan, we've been over this. All right. Jelly so, ears, I believed you.
1: <laughs> it's a terminal case of jelly <laughs> ears. I had maybe, how much longer is this, 30 minutes to live? Yes. 45 minutes?
0: Yes, that's it.
1: Well, I gotta make it count. <laughs> So, I'm going to be talking today about the YouTube channel that successfully predicted celebrity death.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So, back in 2017, a YouTube channel named 2020 Vision uploaded a series of videos. Wait,
0: when was this? 2017. They knew. 2020 was the the year the world ended.
1: Is that? Oh, gonna,
0: that's not why they named it 2020 vision. Never mind. No. <laughs> they named it 2020 because of the eyesight. Okay, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> but also because of their predictions as well. Okay. Um, so before I go into the subject matter of those videos, uh, this was their previous bio. It, it's different today, but this was what it was originally. Blessed have I been with the visions of the pink eye. I have transcended this paltry mortal shell and looked down in mirth upon you pitiful humans stumbling like ants along the timelines of your tragic lives. Naturally, I'm starting a death cult. Join me as I navigate the clairvoyant vibrations of the pink eye and prepare for the end of days. Perhaps in time, you too might find yourself infected by the pink which is scary I see honest. what
0: they did there at the end with the infected and the pink eye, but they, I was going to say they, they could have chosen literally any other color but pink. <laughs> and it would have been okay.
1: I had a pink eye scare like a month ago. And it was the worst time of That's movie. awful. It wasn't like the worst time. but It definitely ranked up in like.
0: Not good. Still not good.
1: Yeah. Um, that was all in caps, by the way.
0: Oh, that's all in caps. Okay. Yeah. Why didn't you read it like that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, the channel uploaded videos between June 15th and August 20th of 2017. And these videos predicted celebrity deaths in 2020, uh, well after the videos were published. So concerning the videos themselves, they have a very simple format. Uh, There's a white screen with a pink and orange eye in the middle. There's a name underneath. The eye blinks and shows a month, blinks and shows a date, and then blinks and shows a Here's some of the celebrities mentioned in these videos, which were correct. Oh, fuck. Chadwick Boseman.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Kobe Bryant. Get this. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Are you serious? Yes. (laughs) Yes. So uh, all of the predictions were correct.
0: Holy fuck.
1: So, the question really comes down to um, are we dealing with a clairvoyant cult leader? Uh, there seem to be very few explanations as to how someone in 2017 could correctly predict and publish videos that would be proven true three years later. Wait,
0: was Chaswick Bozeman even like a household name at that point?
1: Um, I don't think he was. In 2017, when yeah. was Black Panther
0: released? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't really follow Marvel Probably, stuff. I,
1: don't really, I think that's how he really got famous.
0: 2018. 2018? It was released in 2018.
1: So This was before it was even
0: famous. It was being made currently. It, it wasn't released. Oh, wait. No. Yeah, it wasn't made currently. Was there like a
1: trailer released?
0: I'm sure there was a trailer, but like we're answering the hard-hitting questions, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he was in, okay, it says 2016 and 2019. So he must have just entered the, what's it called? MCU? MCU. Yep, that's what it's called. Yeah, I guess he was in Captain America Civil War, which was the earliest. Right. I yes. don't know. So that's, oh, yeah. that was the earliest. Mm-hmm. So he would have just come out.
1: Yeah, wild stuff. Well, we're going to get around to how precisely he was chosen and the details of um, this channel in a little bit more detail, you might say. Um, so before we move into the next part, um, how do you think something like this could be done?
0: How do, if I had to guess,
1: if you had to like put together a theory as to how a YouTube channel in 2017 could correctly predict the deaths of people.
0: Well, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that makes sense to me because she already was in poor health beforehand and she was old. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Who was the next one? You said besides Chadwick? Chadwick Boseman, Uh, Kobe Bryant. Kobe. That one baffles me because that was a freak accident.
1: And the exact month and day were given. Seriously, month and the day.
0: Did they go off of like birthdays or something?
1: Um, I, I don't believe so.
0: Okay, I only say that because I know if you're the birthday. Your birthday is the day that you're most likely to die. Not true. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm glad that myth <laughs> just passed.
0: Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh.
1: Is your birthday coming up?
0: No, it was in April. April. I made it this year. <laughs> that was a close yeah, one. I know, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just literally. Why is your birthday the most likely time for you to
0: I don't pay? know, but it's a fact.
1: I guess you're more likely to do um, things that are out of character yeah. or more like your yeah. birthday. Yeah, or
0: maybe even like your guard is down a little bit more yeah. because yeah. it's your birthday.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sure drunk driving happens. A lot. Very interesting.
0: <laughs> anyway, I have no idea. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, we're going to get into it. Okay. So we've actually seen this phenomenon on Twitter before. Uh, if you post a ton of tweets about events that are 50-50 uh, predicting either outcome and then you delete the incorrect outcome, after the event has happened, you're left with an account full of correct predictions. Okay. This happened with an account called, and I love this, um, BeyonceFan666. <laughs> um, I Now I realize why I couldn't get that Twitter account.
0: Yeah. They beat you to it.
1: Yeah, yeah BeyonceFan669. Beyonce Um, It was a seemingly psychic Twitter account uh, that predicted things like Brexit, the Trump presidency, and Beyonce's baby news. Okay. Um, Though I'm not sure if it's confirmed, um, it's likely they just posted a bunch of guesses and deleted the ones that were incorrect to make it appear that they were psychic.
0: So that's the theory for what this YouTuber did?
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh, So one of my favorite horror YouTubers, um, Nexpo, just to cite my source here, (laughs) Uh, cover my bases. Provided a theory about 2020 Vision. Um, it's unlikely that 2020 Vision uploaded a large number of YouTube videos um, and then deleted the ones that were incorrect because that would be, um, that would be a lot of work. Uh, instead, there's a feature on YouTube that allows you to blur out and block parts of an existing video. It's almost like clipping for audio. Really? Yes. Uh, so it's possible that the channel creator uploaded videos of random celebrity names and they displayed each day uh... of the year. 2020 Vision then trimmed the existing videos to show the correct dates.
0: So I feel silly for not knowing that.
1: I didn't, I had no idea either. Uh, since they uploaded the videos in 2017, it looks like they're making actual predictions.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Yeah. Um, so that was Nexpo's theory. Okay. Um, but there's a little bit more to it than that. Um, we have an answer from 2020 Vision himself, otherwise known as Kai. Yes. The
0: pink eye leader?
1: the Pink Eye Leader. He released information about how he pulled it off and it's actually really interesting. Um, so Kai used a script that crawled Wikipedia to find pages on celebrities. Uh, the script scraped those pages and determined if they died or not. If they didn't, Kai would generate a video of them. Every day until that celebrity's death, a bot would check Wikipedia to see if they died. Uh, once they died, Kai would cut the existing video to show just the date of their death. So the whole scheme was ultimately um, just an elaborate ruse.
0: That is so much work for like what? I don't get, why would you do that?
1: It was actually part of a larger uh, ARG, or augmented reality game. Um, it's a little bit too complicated to get into. It's uh, okay. It's kind of boring. <laughs> um, but I'll provide some quick quotes from the man himself uh, as I conclude this section. Everyone is invited, bring your own Kool-Aid. And I wanted a death cult, but what I got was a family. That's really kind of beautiful. Yeah. That's
0: yeah. beautiful, Dylan.
1: Yeah, obviously He's just a really lovely guy.
0: Yeah. What was his name again? Uh, Kai. Kai. Apparently, Kai doesn't know anything because it's not Kool-Aid. It was actually Flavor-Aid. Oh. So, like, Kai doesn't know shit.
1: Burr, 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 called out. <laughs> called out. Um, today, the bio of the channel has changed. Um, it's a lot more succinct. Um, it goes, started a death cult. By subscribing to this YouTube channel, you agree to being an official disciple of the Cult of Pink Eye with your soul belonging to us in the event of your death. And below that bio, a few lines down, is a video telling us all how we did it. Uh, sources are Nexpo, Scare Theater, Wikitubia, and The Guardian. Uh, and that's the story of a YouTuber who successfully predicted celebrity deaths fakely.
0: So, you know how, You know what? Fakely. <laughs> you know what i would want to know What? what is that i would want to know how the simpsons did it because they didn't have web crawlers and they couldn't go back and edit shit so like hmm.
1: oh like how they predicted the trump presidency they in 9 11 and i think that the sheer number of episodes of the simpsons might have something to do with it
0: okay you're crushing my hopes and dreams
1: <laughs> Or maybe they're all clairvoyant in the Simpsons writing they
0: room. They are all clairvoyant
1: in the writing <laughs> room. And over time, their brain has degraded, and they can no longer write funny jokes. Yeah. Ber- 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 <laughs> <laughs> calling out the Simpsons on episode sixty-seven, <laughs> or season sixty-seven. They've been going uh, since the forties.
0: The forties? <laughs> <At least. laughs> no, they haven't. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, that's a that's a curious question. I think people who are really in tune with. Um, like the social zeitgeist of the country, yeah. probably have uh, an eye for what is probably going to happen.
0: You know, it's, it's it's probably a mixture of that and maybe even like the absurdity of it all. Mm. And then that's just what happens because we're in America. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Honestly, the most absurd things are usually the truest. It's
0: true. It's absurd, but it's true.
1: It is absurd and it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true, but it's absurd. But it's absurd.
0: Well, thank you, Dylan. Thank absolutely. you for that. I didn't know about that. It's
1: Yeah, I, I find it very interesting. Yeah, I guess the takeaway is um, never trust anything on the internet, Yeah, regardless of how real it seems.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people um, that might need to to learn that lesson still in today's yeah. world. Um, it's, we're, we're doing the, the Lord's work here.
1: We truly <laughs> are. For all our Christian listeners, we are doing your work. Your work. <laughs> Excellent. And... <laughs> Talking more about uh, your upbringing at a Christian school. I, I feel like it's starting to creep in a little bit.
0: Yeah, you know what, it kind of always does, because that's what I was always taught, that it always has to creep into everything. So it's just kind of, it's a hard habit to break. Be in math class and like, we talking about the Bible. I don't know how the Pythagorean theorem and Jesus relate, but.
1: Well, um, there are a lot of numbers.
0: You know what, the Pythagorean theorem it's a triangle, the Holy Trinity. I made sense of my Catholic upbringing.
1: <laughs> Finding out the the degrees of each angle in the Holy Trinity. Yes. That, we'll leave that to you. That's
0: the connection. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. They're so creative. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I do. <laughs>
1: So I, I hear that you have a very um, grisly uh, case. That you're
0: yeah, um, it's not necessarily a case. It's more of just a story that I loved and then I dug into it and I was like, this is really gross. So um, yeah, if you, uh, if you want me to tell you this story, I will. I would love that. Okay. Um, have you heard of a man who used to live in France named Terer? I have not. You're about to. <laughs> um, so, Terre, he was a funny creature. Uh, he's, a, a, he's a person, not a creature. Um, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, so, he was born near Lyon, France, in a small village around 1772. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly when he was born or even if Terre was his real name. Um we don't think that that's his real name. We think that was just a nickname he was given. Okay. I forget what it translates to in French. but Little creature, I believe. Little creature. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Uh, but anyway, from the moment Terer was born, he had a very large appetite. Um, and by his teens, he could eat a quarter of a cow, which weighed what? just as much as he did, in a single day and still be hungry.
1: How the cow feel about it? The
0: cow didn't like it very much. Oh my. Yeah, we'll get into a couple more creatures who didn't like it very much too.
1: This is a creature heavy story. This is a
0: creature heavy story, yes. Okay, I'm into it. Yeah, um, so at this point when he's a teenager and eating a quarter of a cow a day, um, his parents could not afford to provide for him and they kicked him out. Um, so now he's homeless. He doesn't have any source of income. He doesn't have any way to eat. Which he has an insatiable hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, what does he do? So, he actually ends up touring the country for years with a band of, with a band of thieves and prostitutes. And they just, oh, like, like stole and begged for food for a while. Sounds
1: like it could be a Disney movie. Y-
0: you know what? It does. It sounds like it could be an early Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> the ones where they were like, they're super racist and, like. Yeah, like Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah.
1: Right. I don't think we're even allowed to say hunchbacking.
0: I don't think so either. did
1: probably an actual word for it.
0: There is. I don't know what it is, but there's a... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it depends on what kind of disorder that you have that yeah. would give you that kind of structural structure, skeletal structure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, eventually... Torreira decided to join a traveling circus as a warm-up act and he would draw in crowds by eating corks stones live animals and swallowing an entire basket of apples one after the other he would eat anything and everything from leather to livestock from local farms um, and he just like never felt full ever This
1: man's got a gullet
0: oh yeah. well I'm gonna tell you about his gullet
1: He's got a glottis.
0: He has that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, out of everything that he ate, what yeah. he would eat the most willingly was snake meat. That was his favorite. He loved a good snake.
1: What a coincidence. Carter I snake. also love snake meat.
0: Other snakes. I don't know any
1: other snakes. I imagine it's a lot like um cheese cheese uh cheese sticks. You could just like strip it like Peel a cheese stick. Yeah. yeah.
0: That maybe you could like 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 a tube like a popsicle. You could just like like curl up the end of the tail and like make the, the stuff come out now i head.
1: now i realize why you said this was a particularly uh, gruesome story
0: oh it's gonna get worse this isn't, this isn't even this isn't even the beginning of it uh <laughs> so in 1788 uh Terreir moved to paris to work as a street performer and he was very successful at this and he drew in very large audiences um at one one time during his act Uh, It went wrong and he suffered a severe intestinal obstruction. And so because of this, members of the crowd carried him to a local hospital where he was treated with powerful laxatives. Um, And he made a full recovery. Amazing. Yeah. And he offered to demonstrate that by eating the surgeon's watch and chain.
1: This man is a human juncturer.
0: Yes. Yes, he is. Excellent. He was. Um, Rest in peace.
1: Rest (laughs) in peace. Uh, He died like how long ago? Like 100 years? Oh, more than that. <laughs> okay.
0: This is in the 17th. Oh, 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 wow. So a little bit more than 100 years. 100 years ago.
1: Yeah. It's not too soon, though. No. No, oh, okay. No,
0: it's, it's, been, it's been enough time. Uh, So in 1792, Terreire ended up joining the French Revolutionary Army. But being in the army, one is given rations. Uh, and these rations were nowhere near enough to satisfy his appetite obviously so in order to get enough for him to eat he would offer to do work for other soldiers in return for some of their rations and he would dig through literal shit to find scraps to eat from like animals but that still wasn't enough
1: was he like a normal what was his body
0: so that well i'll get to that but i'll tell you right now he was actually lanky he was very thin he looked underweight in his i think whenever he was 17 he weighed 100 pounds oh wow he was of like normal stature um and actually from the military he was admitted into the hospital for extreme exhaustion and malnutrition
1: he must have had some kind of if not a tapeworm then like some kind of disease yeah
0: Yeah, he had it was again wolf they don't know we don't know for sure yeah but we have some theories um In order just to like keep him alive and healthy, the military was like, "Hey, we're gonna give you quadruple rations," but this still was not enough for him. Um, He would still continue to scavenge through garbage and gutters. He would eat scraps from leftover patients. Um, He even snuck into the apothecary's room to eat poultices, which I found out yesterday were like this mushy, sticky band aid made of flour that they would use to like patch up wounds and stuff. Okay. Um. So he would eat that.
1: Was made of flour. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Like it's the a thin cake. It is a thin, mushy cake.
1: I'm actually kind of hungry for a (laughs) poultice right now.
0: Yeah, you want one of those? (laughs) So, because he was Still so hungry and famished all the time. Um, These two doctors, Dr. Corvie and his partner, Pierre-Francois Percy, Uh decided that they were just like going to test him and experiment on him. So they made this huge meal. It was made for 15 workers near the hospital entrance. And normally the hospital staff would restrain him in the presence of food because they would have to. Uh,
1: I love that. Just like two guys holding him back. Hold me back. (laughs)
0: Um, but this time they let him eat as much as he wanted without restraint just to like test him and he ate the entire meal which consisted of two large full-size meat pies plates of grease and salt and four gallons of milk, four gallons of milk. and then he immediately fell asleep which also like same i totally get it <laughs>
1: <laughs> honestly i'm out of like a light after two gallons of i milk. know
0: right <laughs> one for me <laughs> i'm <It's almost> lightweight <laughs> uh, so
1: <laughs> they did. You would have loved the gallon challenge. Born before his time.
0: You know, okay, tangent. <laughs> Whenever I did was you do hospital,
1: the gallon challenge?
0: No, but okay. I made my friend do it.
1: <laughs> you made them do it? Yeah, yeah,
0: so, and when I was in high school. Do you know what thawn is?
1: yeah the penn state dancing marathon
0: yeah well high schools also adopt it and like they have like a mini that they do basically oh, that's cute um it's cute <laughs> um well our friend went to thon so he was up for over 24 hours mm-hmm. and so what did we do we went to his house forced him to go with us to this ice cream place and do the gallon challenge and he threw up <laughs>
1: Rob? I have a video of it. <laughs>
0: you have us. We could you could just like see us like cheering him on and like full Rocky like you got this like massaging his shoulders like making him loose and then and then he erupts. Yeah, the next cut is just him Errupt. vomiting. There's a family in the background just trying to enjoy the ice cream.
1: <laughs> Are you still his friend?
0: you know what i would consider us i don't talk to him anymore but like i i think of him very fondly it's
1: hard to you know maintain a friendship after you've seen somebody throw up an entire gallon
0: yeah he also ate like well the reason we did this was because in the same night he ate 40 40 orders of chicken nuggets
1: 40 chicken nuggets
0: no 40 orders of chicken nuggets mm. from burger king
1: at what how many nuggets per order
0: there wasn't, like... I think it was, like, five nuggets. It was, like, one of they had those deals where, like, five nuggets was, like, cents. So... He spent, like, $70 on chicken nuggets. So
1: he ate 200 chicken nuggets?
0: It was a lot of chicken nuggets.
1: Is that... This man is a terreur?
0: So that's the thing. That, yes, he was. And that's why we made him do the gallon challenge, which he, unfortunately, did not do.
1: Yeah, he has enough in his stomach for 200 chicken nuggets, but not for a gallon. The
0: main... You know what our error was one, taking him whenever he was already exhausted, and two, taking him right after he had eaten all of those Poor chicken. Man, nuggets.
1: Making him eat and drink for your entertainment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's what Terrer did. He made a good living at it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Vaughn was also very lanky. He was a lanky man.
1: And then you have to dance at Vaughn? Oh.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: Truly tortured soul.
0: Yeah, it's a tortured soul. May he
1: rest in yeast. <laughs> anyway.
0: i okay Um, so he they noticed that his stomach would inflate like a balloon so because again he was very thin okay but whenever he ate all this he would inflate like a balloon
1: that's a good cartoon
0: it does doesn't it yeah but it was very real i wish they had pictures they did not um on a separate occasion Terre was given a live cat i don't know um he tore the cat's belly open with his teeth i'm talking quiet so my cats don't hear um yeah he's he tore the cat's belly open with his teeth drank its blood and then proceeded to eat the entire cat aside from its bones and then threw up the fur and skin you're hey, ready. whatever you got to do to make
1: a <laughs> living, am I right?
0: He was just hungry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, God, I'm so hungry. I just want to eat your cat.
0: Um, it gets kind of worse. Does it? <laughs> yeah, kind of, a little bit. Um, so after this, I would never eat
1: your cats, by the way.
0: I appreciate that. I'm sure they do too.
1: I mean, i thought about it, but like, I wouldn't act on it.
0: I need you to leave right now. <laughs> Get out of my apartment. <laughs> So they still hadn't seen enough, these doctors. So they offered to rare a variety of other live animals, like snakes, which were his favorite, of course, yeah. um, lizards, and puppies. puppies. And Yes, puppies. And each of these were eaten the same way as the cat, unfortunately. Ugh.
1: This is really fucked yeah. up.
0: Yeah. Um, at one point, he also swall- swallowed an entire eel without chewing, but first he crushed its head with his teeth. And then just, like, kind of swallowed it down his gullet. It's the back to the snake thing. He mm-hmm. loves a good snake shape meal. Snake. He does. You know, it's probably because it's so easy to just, like, suck down like a noodle. Yeah, it's go essentially. Yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah, doesn't need to chew anything. Um, so after several months of this experimentation, the military, they wanted him back to the line of duty, obviously. They needed bodies. Um.
1: <laughs> I love that it's a uh, quote-unquote experimentation. Like, they're going to learn something that they can then apply to like military tactics you or know science
0: what? dylan that's a great point because we're gonna get there right now oh <laughs> i bet you didn't see that coming I did um so the doctors wanted to continue their work um so they proposed a way for terer to put his bizarre talents to use for the military while being studied so a confidential document was placed inside of a wooden box and then was fed to Terrer. that's
1: exactly what i was thinking
0: Two days later, the box emerged the only way it can, and the document was still legible. So Dr. Corvie and Percy proposed that he be used as a courier for the army. So to test his abilities because they had to test it themselves then they had to test it with the generals watching to like prove to them he could do it so they did it for them and they were like yes you did it (laughs) so round of applause basically and then as a reward they gave him a wheel a wheel a wheelbarrow full of 30 pounds of raw bull's lungs and liver um to reward him for doing this successfully like a dog
1: what an incentive
0: Yeah, he devoured it immediately. He was very thankful. Um, So after this demonstration for the generals, he was finally going to be a courier for the army. He was going to be a spy. And although they were convinced of his physical ability to do this, the general, for some reason, did not trust him uh, to carry this confidential information.
1: I'm guessing, like, was he even, like, a very good soldier? Or could he just swallow a bunch?
0: He could just swallow a bunch of stuff because he, again, he was basically useless because he, very shortly into the military, he had to go to the hospital for exhaustion and fatigue and starvation. So, like, (laughs) he really couldn't do anything (laughs) Um, but swallow stuff. So, um, the general gave him... Oh, another wooden box with a confidential document inside of it. But instead, this confidential document was actually a fake because he didn't trust him to carry important information. So he wrote a note that was basically like, hey, if you get this, send me important information from your side of things. Mm. So Terrera swallows this note. He doesn't know that, of course. He wanders into this German village, dressed as a peasant. And so he doesn't know how to speak German. So that obviously kind of like, triggers some red flags yeah (laughs) um and so he was arrested pretty much immediately i also didn't mention this but he smelled really bad too
1: (laughs) i can't imagine he smells like a field of flowers
0: no no not at all
1: instead of a no they should have just had him eat alphabet soup would have been easier. You,
0: you know what? what? That was a that's a great idea. Yeah. you could just arrange the letters uh-huh. the way you need in the then, bowl. And then haven't made it exactly. That is brilliant. I don't know why they didn't think of that. So he was imprisoned and he was tortured and beaten by the Prussian commanders. He would not give way, but after twenty four hours, he eventually did. Um, so it didn't last very long. He yeah. was hungry. He uh, wouldn't give
1: up, no. and then he did. And then he did. <laughs>
0: unfortunately. Um, So he told them, he's like, yes, this is what I was here for. I've got this top secret message in my abdomen currently. Um, So they chained him to a toilet where he had to wait until it passed. And when it passed, they found the phony note and they were so angry with Tareer for making them dig through shit that they sentenced him to the gallows. Oh no. Yeah.
1: How's he going to get out of this one? So actually. Is he going to eat the gallows? That's
0: a great, that's a great thought. So he actually doesn't eat the gallows, which is what I thought. They just kind of had pity on him.
1: no, That's (laughs) even worse.
0: Because he was like sobbing, like, like weeping up on the gallows. So sad. They're just like, you know what? We're just going to. They just, like, tossed him back over the French lines. and are like, just, you take this guy.
1: Like, that Ow. is the lamest uh, escape from execution I've ever heard in my life. They
0: just felt so bad for this man. Like,
1: he should have eaten the rope like a spaghetti. He
0: should have. Just, like, sucked that noodle up. Like, the like the, the snake noodles. Yeah,
1: essentially. But instead, he just cried so hard. They were like, oh, I feel kind of uncomfortable.
0: That was really it. They were just uncomfortable overall. Yeah. So... I- he went back to the military hospital. He was desperate to do anything not to be sent back to military service. So he's like, hey, experiment on me. Figure out how to stop my hunger, please. So here's some of the things they tried. Um, they tried <laughs> laudanum, which is basically just diluted opium. They tried wine vinegar, tobacco pills, and eating large quantities of soft-boiled eggs.
1: Like in uh, Colhan Luke.
0: Yeah. yeah, like I love Colhan Luke great movie classic it is a great movie um but none of these worked Mm -hmm. obviously and any attempt to suppress his appetite failed he would always end up sneaking out to scavenge for organ meats fight dogs for food go through more shit in alleys you know all of it was fair game Um, and he was also caught several times drinking from the patients who were going through bloodletting. so basically like they'd be bleeding and he'd just kind of get under them
1: Give their arm a good suck.
0: Yeah, just give give their arm a good suck.
1: (laughs) All right. Yeah. You know, you got to do what you got to do.
0: Exactly. And then, because that wasn't enough still, he would eat the bodies in the morgue.
1: He ate, oh. So he ate (laughs) human bodies as well. Yeah. He was a cannibal.
0: Yeah. um,
1: Like it couldn't get worse.
0: And it kind of gets worse. Oh, it gets worse. Kind of. Um, After some time, um, a 14-month baby went missing from the hospital. And they don't know where he went. And, I have an idea. Yeah, and that's kind of what everybody thought. So um, the doctors they couldn't defend him anymore, and they chased him out. Um, so he never returned then.
1: It's kind of hard to show your face after um, you know eating a bit.
0: Yeah, kind of, kind of. So that's the worst it gets.
1: So yeah, you're not really fun at parties after that.
0: N- no, not really, not anymore. Uh, so four years later. Percy, one of the doctors, he was notified that Torreira wanted to see him. But now at this point, he was bedridden and weak. He said that he swallowed a golden fork and he thinks it was lodged in his intestines. And he wanted the doctor to get it out. But that's not the problem. Um, he just had tuberculosis. Oh. <laughs> Quite different. <laughs> yeah. Much different. But so, I
1: mean, I'm sure the fork didn't help.
0: No, probably not. They never did find the fork, though, after he died.
1: It was a golden fork, too. It
0: was a golden fork. Um, I don't know why gold though he would eat that i don't know if maybe he had like a more
1: gold specifically
0: flavor or like yeah like why would you eat a gold fork out of all the forks you could eat
1: well outside of like the the you know the trend of putting gold on it expensive food um i think it's just it looks tastier than silver you know that's, copper.
0: that's it he saw the shiny the shiny fork and was like i need that in my belly
1: i mean who hasn't been there every thanksgiving when my mom pulls out the good china I'm like, no food, please. (laughs) Just, just to China.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, he died after a month. Um, He actually died after having continuous diarrhea, and then just like, that was it for him. Again, very gross, this story. Oh, I love so it. So his, his corpse rotted very quickly, um, and the hospital surgeons refused to dissect it for an autopsy. They wouldn't even go near it or in the same room as it because as bad as he smelled in real life, he smelled like a thousand times worse dead. So Percy had this need. He needed to find out. What made Terreira different? So, he did the autopsy and he found that Terreira's esophagus was abnormally wide. And when his jaws opened, you could see down it and into his stomach. That's how wide his mouth and esophagus were. Terrifying. Yeah, it's not, it's kind of scary. They also found that his body was filled with pus and his liver and gallbladder were abnormally large. His stomach was obviously enormous, it was covered in ulcers and uh, it filled most of his abdomen. Yeah. So, again, Terer was slim of average height of anything he was underweight. People described him as having unusually soft hair and an abnormally wide mouth. Uh, It measured like six, not six, four inches between his jaws and his mouth when fully extended. So, like, if you're sticking your fingers up in your mouth. Yeah, which I do. Yeah, all the time. It's four inches of that is what you could see. When he hadn't eaten, his skin was so loose that it hung and could be wrapped around his entire belly, his entire abdomen back around. And when it was full again, it expanded like a balloon. And the skin of his cheeks were also wrinkled and hung very loose because he could fit like a shit ton of, he could fit like 12 eggs or 12 apples in his mouth just because of how big it was.
1: Like tennis balls with a golden retriever
0: yeah basically yeah How cute kind of cute yeah, yeah. if he didn't smell so bad it would be really adorable his body was also like constantly running hot um and it was it was hot to the touch and he sweated profusely which did not help with the smell it he was described as having a smell it was stinking to such a degree that he could not be injured within the distance of 20 paces <laughs> it was very bad and people said that you could see like a visible vapor come from him
1: history just is clowning on this man yeah until the end of time.
0: Yeah, they uh, they also noted that he would belch noisily and his jaw would make swallowing motions, and I don't honestly know what this means.
1: His jaw like it would move back like and swallowing motions? And down?
0: I don't know. I was hoping you would know. <laughs>
1: uh I have no idea. Um like like maybe like that? Like was going forward and back?
0: Maybe. I don't know.
1: Maybe like the underside of his jaw would like like when you swallow and it goes like, lonk. like, lonk. yeah, like that. <laughs> like that. He was honking all the time. Like, you could hear him like 20 glonk glonk miles away,
0: belching and lonk, lonk,
1: glonk, lonk. <laughs> And Here comes Terrell. <laughs> hide your babies. Hide your babies. <laughs> oh, and your no. apples.
0: Hide your, hide your eggs.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, he loves eggs. He
0: loves those eggs. Mm-hmm. They also described him as apathetic and lacking of ideas. So they called him like lethargic and boring and stupid.
1: So <laughs> so essentially history has framed him as a dumb, hungry guy who had diarrhea to death. Yes. And was so pitiful that um, even the hangman didn't want to kill
0: him. Yes. Yes. All of those things. That is
1: that is probably the most pitiful thing I've ever heard in my entire life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. I feel really bad for him because he just was trying to like live. <laughs> yeah.
1: Does it get worse or...
0: No, he just... I'm just going to tell you like the things that they think it was. Um, so like one theory is that he had hypothyroidism, which would have caused the appetite, um, the heat, how hot his body ran, the fine hair how sweaty and smelly he was it kind of would have explained all of that um but they also kind of speculated that he had a damaged amygdala mm. which is the part of your brain that controls like decision making and memory um and emotional response which also could have been why he had an apathetic temperament and why he could eat a baby and not like bat an eyelash yeah and that that is a uh, that's rare. Incredible. That's Terrare.
1: I love that story so much. <laughs> I never knew that somebody like that could exist.
0: Yeah. But once you hear it, like it, it won't leave your brain. Hi guys, Madison Editing here. I realized that I forgot to tell you and talk to Dylan about how rare was turned into a puppet opera. And it is both horrifying and fascinating at the same time. So Although I missed a golden opportunity to discuss it with Dylan, um, I'm going to post the pictures because everyone needs to see this. And if anyone in the Harrisburg area, honestly, anyone in the United States, if they would like to put on Teraire, I will be there front row, front and center to see this magnificent, horrific art. Okay.
1: I'm gonna be thinking about that for a while. It reminds me of this um uh uh episode of like it was like a TLC show where there there was this mother who had a daughter who had an like insatiable appetite. Of course it was she deep. was hungry all the time. I, I've you know seen what I'm things like that.
0: I do, I do.
1: And I think that's just like a disorder that some people have, yeah, whether it's part know. of the um amygdala or something different, but um she just would not her hunger was never stated.
0: Yeah, I, I watched something similar to that where they had to like lock the fridge um, to keep her out of it or like keep a child out of it mm-hmm. because of that. But the only thing the the big difference is that at least in those descriptions, I've seen the children or the people be like more overweight, mm-hmm. whereas, whereas Teraire was like thin as a pencil. Yeah, That's like the big stumper. So
1: Maybe like an inability to process nutrition.
0: Or he also had a tapeworm. Honestly, with all the shit he ate, he could have also had multiple tapeworms. Several
1: tapeworms, yeah. But they might have found them during the autopsy.
0: That's true. That's very true.
1: I don't know how tapeworms work.
0: Well, I also... If they opened up his stomach, which they should have done, Mm -hmm. yeah, they would have had to to find the fork. So yeah, they didn't find any tapeworms, huh? Interesting.
1: The fork is still missing to this day. Still
0: missing. Maybe that got dissolved. Maybe... Maybe the gold is what did him in. Maybe the d- gold dissolved into his his body and he just became a golden boy. And our sweet golden boy. A sweet golden boy.
1: Yeah, the opposite of that, but also our sweet golden boy. May he rest forever uh, in such a shameful way. With lots of snakes. With lots of snakes and eels yes. and apples and eggs. Yes. A sad ending to a sad story. Amen. <laughs> Amen.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for listening this week, Dylan. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks nice for having me, I myself. love having you on. It's yeah, so fun.
1: I love this. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Please come back more. If you want to see more of us, you can follow us at Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also send us a DM or an email at MyExistentialCrisisPodcast at gmail.com. And thanks, guys.
1: Thank you.